take a short break now. Um, the reason we didn't uh, say Tachanon today by Mincha was because today is actually considered uh, the end of the, uh, of the year in the Hasidic calendar. Uh, the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chabad, uh, the, uh, was uh, incarcerated for his uh, spreading and uh, disseminating the teachings of Hasidus. And uh, eventually, on the 19th day of Kislev, he was freed. And because of his freedom that was given to him, that was taken as the day that really uh, Hasidus really took off. And uh, it was established at the day of Yontev, both the 19th and the 20th day of Kislev. So already on Mincha, before we don't say Itachron, this is considered a very special holiday. And uh, Hasidim wish, wish each other a Shona Tova, a new good year in the teachings and in the ways of Hasidus. And uh, also, um, we start the cycle of the study again, the Tanya, that we uh, learn a small portion throughout the year. So the cycle begins again. And it's a good time to jump on the bandwagon. Just a short word from the Parsha. Today we're doing Sheni in the section of uh, Vayeshev. It's also very interesting. We're living in a very uh, confusing time in which moral equivalencies are made. Uh, if you hear some of the reports, uh, some of the reports of the, uh, me- of the media, uh, the way they report, uh, they equate the terrorist with the one that murdered. Uh, they put them all in one uh, people died and they don't make no distinction in between uh, who was a terrorist and who who was murdered by the terrorists and they're just putting it all into one melting pot. So there's an interesting um, interesting piece of Gomorrah which relates to this week's, uh, to today's portion in the Chumash. Um, and uh, as we know that the... Um, Ruvain, who was the oldest of the, of the brothers, of the 12 sons, uh, he got involved when Joseph came to uh, visit them. By His father says, go check, see how your brothers are doing. And to say uh, mildly, the brother didn't have much love for, for Yosef, and they considered Yosef being a troublemaker and getting them always in trouble. So the brothers actually plotted to kill him. That's what the verse says. Literally, they wanted to kill. They wanted to kill Yosef. But then Reuven mixed in and Reuven saved him. The Pasuk says, he says, let's not kill him with our own hands. Uh, let's put him into the pit. And um, he had in mind, as the Pasuk says, the verse states that he had a mind to come back later on and take him out from the pit. So he really was trying to save his brother from his other brother's hands. He wanted to make sure to protect him. But as, as it happened, it didn't really work out quite that way because by the time, as we read later on, by the time Reuven came back to the uh, pit to find his brother to take him out, they'd already sold him. So he missed the boat, sort of. And, um, but the, the, the Pasuk still says over here that uh, Reuven... Uh, wanted to save his brother. He wanted to protect him. And the Gemara says, look, 
Why was he named Reuven? He was named by his mother, Leah. He was named Reuven. So Reuven, could be said, Reu, see the difference. Reuven, see what is the difference. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, we find the situation in which we had Esau and Yaakov. Again, Esau the Russia and Yaakov his brother. So legitimately, Yaakov bought the birthright, the firstborn right, the Bechoira, from his brother. As we read in the Parsha, he offered him and he said they made a contract and they settled that he's going to give him the, the lentils and the food and Esau actually didn't want the Bechoira. He degraded the Bechoira. He said, you can have it. But he sold it to him. He gave it to him. Everything was uh, legitimate and Yet, after that, what happens? We read in the Pesach, Esau wants to kill Yaakov. Why? For taking the blessings which really belonged to Yaakov, because at this point, Yaakov was the Bechor. The reason why Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau, because Esau was the Bechor, but he said he sold his rights for the Bechorah, so now it belongs to Yaakov. That was a legitimate uh, transaction. So, so the question is, so, so what do we see? But still, notwithstanding the fact that Esau uh, sold it, still, uh, Esau wanted to kill his brother for the legitimate sale. By Yistoim, the Pasuk says he was angry and he wanted to murder his brother. He wanted to murder Yaakov. All along, as we read in the last week's parsha, even going after Laban, after 34 years, a long time later, and Esau is still angry and still wants to hurt and do bad to his brother. That's what we see what was going on after the legitimate sale. Now, the Gemara says that Reuven, the older son, he too got involved in a certain situation that we learned last week, uh, what happened over there was, there was a situation in which Rachel, once she died, so Jacob, who had the four wives, Rachel, Leah, Bilhah, and Zilpah, the two of them were concubine wives, or wives depending on you know, how you interpret exactly. So it says that while Rachel was alive, he loved Rachel. The main uh, reason he got involved with Laban was to marry Rachel. So mostly where his bed was, was in Rachel's tent. That was, that's where Yaakov was usually. He was most of the time, he was with Rachel. But now, when Rachel died, so what did Yaakov do? Instead of putting it into the next one, to Leah, Rachel's sister, to Leah, he goes and he puts the bed into the tent of Bilhah. Bila was the concubine, was the, was the maidservant of Rachel. Uh, it was Rachel's maidservant. And Reuven, being a son to his mother Leah, he was Leah's son, he was very upset. He undertook his mother's cause. And he said, how could my father do something like that and prefer my mother's sister's maidservant over my mother. It's okay that he preferred Rachel over Leah. He liked her better. That's okay. But now that Rachel is gone, he thought 
that his father's bed belongs in his mother's tent. Leah, that's his mother. He wanted to protect his mother. He felt bad for his mother being treated like that. So what does he do? He goes and he switches the bed. He takes it out of Bilah's tent and he puts it into Leah's tent, into his mother's tent. Now that was very upsetting to Yaakov and the Torah describes it in a very negative way for, uh, for Ruvain. The Torah actually writes it as if Ruvain was intimate with Bilhah because of what he did, that he moved it away from Bilhah's tent. That's the way the Torah writes, Vayishkav as Bilhah. But the Gemara says that Ruvain didn't really sin, he didn't really do it. And there's a whole other discussion, how come Jacob did it, what was the reason behind it, but that's more than the scope over here. But the point over here is, Ruvain was punished still for that. It says, in the Divrei Hayomim, it says that because he desecrated his father's bed by moving, arranging the furniture according to his understanding, he changed what his father wanted to do. He lost out on his being the Bechor, the first Bechor. Because it says that technically the two sons, the two tribes should have come from the Bechor. Because we know later on, Yosef became into two tribes, Menashe and Ephraim. That is sort of an honor for one of the tribes. The one who naturally deserved that was actually Reuven, because he was the Bechor. But because Reuven tampered with his father's sleeping arrangements, and he wasn't supposed to do that, he was punished. It was taken away from him, and it was given to Yosef. So now, Yosef also lost his Bechorah. He didn't sell it, he lost it. He lost it to whom? He lost it to Yosef, he lost it. So you would think that Reuven would be very upset because he loses his Bechorah, the right of his tribe being the two tribes, he loses it to, to Yosef. Why would he go and save Yosef when he's in trouble? When he actually lost to Yosef? So the Major says, says, look at the difference. Esau sold the Bechorah to Yaakov. He wants to kill Yaakov. Reuven, it was taken away from him against his will and given to Yosef. And still he goes and he saves Yosef's and he protects them. So it says Reuven. Look at the difference between Ace of the Russia and her son Reuven. And the same thing is we can say. The Jewish people, even if it's a terrorist, whatever it is, whether they're Hamas or all the Sunni Israel, somebody needs medical care. Somebody needs help to take care of Israeli hospitals, Israeli doctors, Israeli soldiers. They risk their lives to provide for all the people, for all them. There's no, there is no moral equivalency. And God forbid, when something happens to a Jewish person, and we ourselves just had one of our own in our own community, Yechiel Ezra, Benari Yoyne, HaKodesh, Hashem Yimkom Doma. So what happens? They're all dancing in the street, they're all celebrating, and they're all being joyous on what they did. So look at Ruvain, look at the debate, look at the difference between the moral equivalency here. And the world is trying to equate them and say, well, this is the same, the same thing. But we know that it's Ruvain. See and look at the difference. See at the moral 
on the high standards and see the way that whenever that there is even a act done which is not responsible on the Jewish side, the Jewish community protests against them. We don't cover for them. We don't protect them. We don't do that. We protest against even if it's done from the inside. But but the children of Esau, they celebrate. They celebrate death. They celebrate murder. They celebrate, unfortunately, when other people are hurting. So we have to keep on reminding the world, there's a big difference. It's not the moral equivalency. It's not the same thing. We are on a total different level. And hopefully Hashem will send His protection to all of us that uh, we won't need to uh, come on to anybody to see the difference because we'll all be protected and safe. Hashem will protect us, especially on this day of the Chag Geula, day of redemption. So we should all redeem ourselves uh, from our own little uh, problems that trouble us because we all have little problems or little boxes, whether it's health, whether it's financial, whether it's children, whether it's all kinds of stuff that we can find ourselves that we have need a little bit of a geula. God should give us all our redemption and help us to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in which we will see His openness, His goodness and His kindness to us and our families and bring us the geula amitis v'ashleimah b'mheir v'yameinu. Amen.